Fast Forward Productions. The women are speaking. You can't think of what you are and what you're not at the same time. So when you're thinking about what you're not doing, it's like, how can you redirect that and say like, this is what I am doing tonight. This is why I am saying it. This is why I'm not going on the volcano hike at 6am. Like it's just re almost aligning. And it's a daily thing, if not like an hourly and minute thing to redirect your human experience. Welcome to Becoming Obsessed. I'm your host, Teresa Jean, part-time business coach, online marketing expert, digital nomad, and ultra athlete, who has always been obsessed with living a life by design, not living on default. I'm obsessed with my life, and I think you should be too. Becoming Obsessed is a collection of conversations that make my heart sing with the people I'm obsessed with. Join me in learning how to outsource and create ease in life and business so we have the capacity for the things we actually want to spend our time on. Let's get into it. Sarah, welcome to Becoming Obsessed. Oh my gosh. So Sarah Rothschild and I met in Greece on a digital nomad retreat. And if you haven't been on one, I highly recommend it. But we basically just had this group of, I want to kind of say like 30 crazy people. Some weren't so crazy. Some of us were a little crazy for like three weeks in Greece traveling around. And it's crazy how close you get to people. And that was one of those times where I like would have conversations with people like you, Sarah. And I was like, I really want to record these. And so now we are. But Sarah is a designer and she really helps brands just come to life and come into their own. And so I know you're in Bali right now, but fill me in on like the last year of your life. How How is everything going? Well, first of all, love the introduction and love how we met. I think anyone that decides to travel in any capacity has to be a little crazy, but it's a good kind of crazy. And like you said, you kind of are like thrown into these environments where you're alone, but then you realize like, oh, I'm surrounded by people that have a very like mindset to me. So it's like just instant like, oh, yeah, like we're going to vibe. We're going to get along. So it's like such a cool environment. So I just wanted to reinforce if you're interested in doing a digital nomad retreat and you like haven't done solo travel yet or whatever it is, like go do one. But yeah, so I've been in Bali since May. I was here actually in 2021. So during COVID for four months. So I decided to come back. I don't know. There's like one of those things where I felt like I had unfinished business here as far as like being able to see things and just like wanted to come back. So I was like, now's the time. I'm going to come back and see what happens, see where things take me. That's kind of the like status. It's been different than I expected in good ways and not as good ways. But that's what this whole journey and life in general is about, right? Figuring things out, doing it and seeing what happens. Yeah, the human existence. I feel like Bali, you know, it used to be like where everyone wanted to go and then it became like the influencer hub. Between now and COVID, like have you seen a huge change from when you were there last? So it's interesting. Like when I came to Bali, I had just been in Thailand for a year and a half because that's where I got to spend COVID and lockdown. I got happily stuck there. And so I was like, okay, I needed like a change of pace and like mix things up. So I came to Bali. The difference between the people that were stuck and staying in Thailand and the people that stayed in Bali were very different. It was much more like the people in Bali are a little bit more into appearances, like that little more influencer vibe, but also just like they care what people think and like how they dress and what they look like versus 
people I was with in Thailand, a little more of a backpacker mentality, even with those that are digital nomads. So that was an initial like, I don't know if this is for me. But by the end of my four months, I had like really like enjoyed it and found a great group of women to like connect with who were entrepreneurs too. So that was incredible. And that was part of why I was like, I need to come back. This time now that I'm back, it's been different because borders are open and it is so, so back to you. This is the place everyone wants to go to. So it's just like been so crowded, so many tourists and just a lot of people who maybe are here long term, but they're on vacation, they're traveling in and out. Everyone's been overwhelmed by the crowd. So it's been a little bit different and it's definitely been harder to build that more like solid community here than I was expecting. So that's been a little bit of a different thing that I was expecting. But yeah, it definitely has that influencer tinge to it here more than other places. Yeah. I feel like that's just a conversation I have with so many people traveling too is it's always this initial like if you want to solo travel do it because you'll never be alone but then it's like but if you stay for more than a week you're back to being alone and you're having to rediscover community and so it's like so many people like you're saying in Bali it's like a come for a week come for 10 days maybe two weeks and people are vacationing there and it's really hard to plant where somebody's vacationing and like be the tourist that's not actually Touring. Yeah. And that's been the thing too. And I think it's just also like now I'm 31 and I'm just feeling a little more, I don't want to settle. Like I'm not interested in like living in one place necessarily. Like I still like, like this kind of lifestyle, but it's a little less of, I don't have the, I don't know. It's like this different energy around versus like needing to go out every night or like needing to meet people all the time. It feels like it's that extra energy that sometimes I don't want to have those conversations where it's like, where are you from? How long have you been traveling for? What do you do? Blah, blah, blah. And it's hard to put in that effort when, like you said, the people you're meeting are here. Oh, I'm here for two weeks or maybe they're only here for a month, but I'm here for like a couple months. So it's just like little things like that where it's like you said, it's easy to meet people while traveling. Like you won't be alone, but you do have to put in that effort. Not necessarily a ton of effort, but just that little bit of effort. And for me personally, I'm getting to the point where I'm like, I just don't want to put all that effort in anymore sometimes. Like it gets to be exhausting to constantly try to find that group. And that's what we talk about. Like those digital nomad retreats are so great because you do get to have that community even if it is for a short period of time. Yeah. And this is actually what I've realized doing like I did study abroad and then I, you know, moved to a new country for a boy and like I had always traveled with like community, right? So I always, I never was going into something where it's like, okay, I'm just alone. And then I did three months in Costa Rica and I actually went with a boy. And so we like had each other and we made friends along the way, but it was very much like 10 days here, seven days here for three months. And I realized like how different it is traveling, like not in university. I studied abroad four times. So it's like going to a new country for a few months was no big deal. But then it was like after doing the, digital nomad retreat in Greece, I was very much like, oh, this is my type of travel. Like I want to go do, you know, three weeks felt a little short for me, but I want to do like long-term travel in a group of people where we're all going to be doing this together. And so it's like that retreat was perfect because some people worked more, some people partied more, and we could kind of like, you know, do day to day what we needed to do. But it was just really nice to be like, and I don't have to go make new friends every day. And I can spend my energy deepening connections and exploring life and not having these like very surface level, because that's really what that is 
experience for us traveling people. It's like, that's small talk. Oh, where are you from? Where are you going? Where are you been to next? You know? And after five weeks, my fifth week in Greece or fourth week in Greece, I was like staying there to do the marathon. And I hit a point where I was literally like, I can't listen to another person tell me where they're from. Like, I just don't care. I, you just hit a point. I've heard it from 10 people a day for four weeks. And like, I honestly don't remember anything about anyone. And I really don't care anymore. Like you just hit that point. Yeah, you really do. You just hit that wall. And if you want the deep connections, which are very easy to make when traveling, you can like hyper speed relationship almost, right? Like you dig deep quicker, but also it's just different, right? Like you have those deep connections with people you've known your whole life. But again, you can make them super quickly and easily when you're traveling. But along the way, you have a lot of deep conversations that are just like one night deep conversations with strangers that you'll never talk to again and all these moments are beautiful and wonderful but at some point sometimes it's just like like you said you hit that wall where you're like okay I just want to like talk to someone who knows the weird things that happened in middle school and like the person I dated way back when they don't have to clean anything like we just like can talk whatever and it's just like we already know it's definitely a mix so I've been doing full-time travels in 2020 COVID kind of forced my hand so I've been doing it for quite a few years and it's just re-evaluating but then for me too I have like this other new layer that's come in so it's been like oh like I need to like figure some stuff out but I also have this weird timeline and I'm happy to share more about what that is but it's like this weird timeline where like well I have to go do these things because I may not be able to do that at some point so it's like adding all these different factors and life just sets you fast sometimes and you you love doing this travel thing and changes and get to look different at different times in your life. Yeah. And I feel like I was planning on spending more of this year. Like at first I was like, I'm going to be traveling all of 2023. And then a couple friends were like, stay in Omaha and help with this stuff. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll do that. And then we like ended up not really like working on those things that I've been building my own things, which I feel like I need to be a little more planted for. Because idealistically, I'm always like, I'm going to go to this new country. I'm going to rent a place for a month and like be planted. And I've yet to ever do that. First of all, a month isn't long enough to be planted. If anyone's asking, if you want to feel like you are part of somewhere, minimum three months. Yeah. Like for anyone that's like, I'm interested in doing the longer term travel and building community, you need at least three months. Less than that, you're just going to be like trying to stuff everything. Well, and that's where like, I'm like, okay, a month for me to actually be able to like get in a good habit of working, not even be in the community. Cause I agree with you. Anytime I've gone to a new place, it's taken three months before I really feel like I know a place. I have my people. I have my favorite spots. The energy it takes to do day to day, like goes down because it's now become more normal. Yeah, but those 30 months are, I think that that's a good rule of thumb. Yeah, that's like my go-to. You want to like really get to know a place, like three months is needed. Like, especially if you're working, it's just like, no, you want to like enjoy your time while still being able to get stuff done. And it's different to like, right, we were on that retreat and this is just a good example of it where you and I are entrepreneurs versus other people on the retreat are working for companies and neither is better or worse, but their experiences are very different. So if you're going to work remotely for a company, you can do more of the like month or the two week or 10 day thing. But when you're building your own business, it is much harder to do those quick things because everything working and running, even if you have a small team, is still reliant on you. And so it's just very different modes of the way things go. So my three month recommendation is like, if you're an entrepreneur and you're interested in doing the working remotely digital nomad thing, like three months has got to be your sweet spot. If you're doing anything else, you're going to burn yourself out. You're going to like not want to work because you want to go see and do all these things, but then your business is going to like suffer for it. 
So three months sweet spot if you're an entrepreneur. And that's something that I've learned because I pay so much attention to like my energy. I'll call it like an energy audit where I'm very aware of like what gives me life, what drains me. And I very idealistically always was like, okay, I'm going to go travel and build a business and like go hang out on the beach and just work. But it never really pans out that way. Because you're spending so much, like, especially as an entrepreneur, like you're saying, we spend so much of our kind of like, I always call it like hard thinking energy or like the decisions. We have to spend that in the business. But when you're in a new place, you're also spending that kind of like amped up energy of like meeting new people and being energetic and figuring out where to go, figuring out where to stay, figuring out where to eat, trying to learn a language. And so now instead of kind of having your like high vibration, low vibration, like high energy, and then like low kind of coasting energy, your whole life is just up here. But like you actually have to eat. So like that's going to come first, like figuring out how to eat and like not sit in a hostel room all day, or maybe you have to physically move to be able to work too. And so by the time you start working, it's like decision fatigue is already set in. Like I've already used up my brain power. And now I'm like trying to get that going again. And Yeah, it just doesn't work as well. Whereas if you can clock into work and kind of like already have your day-to-day look the same, there's just a different cadence of like, if your life is super exciting and like different every day, maybe work shouldn't be. And if work is super different every day, maybe life shouldn't be. It's like finding that balance. Like you become a master scheduler, like scheduling and logistics, you're going to become so good at it if you want to try to travel full time because there's so many little things that you have to think about if you're working around your work schedule, you want to go on these trips and like go to all these different places, understanding you personally, the best way you function, like do you need to find a really good gym? What are those things that you said that are going to keep your energy up and like keep you moving and create as much of a normal routine as possible? But then like, hey, on the weekend, you get to go do waterfalls and book, you know, hike, like do cool stuff. But like your day is pretty normal. That can always be exciting. And like, it's okay if it's on Instagram, beautiful, perfect, right? Like your followers will still love you your family and friends will still want to follow along with your going on but yeah it's finding the harmony between all of the chaos that is living and working abroad for sure what kind of drew you originally to want to go travel and and now you've been traveling full-time i think i've just always loved traveling like i've just always loved it i lived in boston for like five and a half years and i've been working for this one construction company for like four and a half years and I just kind of like hit a wall with there like wasn't like good fit anymore I was like you know what I want to go travel unfortunately all my best friends were all getting married and I was like in their wedding so I was like okay I'm gonna wait another year so I took a job just with the plan to quit after that year so I quit at the end of that year just to travel for 10 months and even in those 10 months I was like you know what just travel like do the backpacker kind of lifestyle hop around all this stuff and then after that 10 months I'll come home course for another friend's wedding and figure it out maybe i'll fall in love with the city and be like okay let's go do it and before i had left i had started doing like a little bit of freelance graphic design work so i had one or two like graphic design freelance client when i actually left i was like well like maybe after those 10 months i'll find a city i love and give it a go covid happened three months into that 10 months trip decided to stay and then just over time was like well I guess I could like give this a go like don't really want to leave don't really see myself going home like I love what's happening right now so just kind of decided to you know what like let's just go for it and decided to go all in on the things I've always enjoyed doing and the other jobs I have which was design work and like being a strategic thinker so yeah I just decided to go for it see what could happen from it 
and then go from there. Yeah. So I hired a coach when I was in Thailand in 2021, which like helped me kind of get things going and started. And it's definitely been a ride. It's been an interesting ride for sure. And I know you know this too. Entrepreneurship is one hell of a roller coaster. It's funny because whenever I find people like you and me, we do entrepreneurship and we travel and it's like two, I feel like of the most like energy consuming things you can do. And it's very much a roller coaster. And I think that people don't realize how unstable both of those things are. And I don't just mean like financially unstable, but just your day to day. There's no anchor point of like, this looks the same every day. You have to really from yourself, build routine, build determination, like get yourself out of bed every day. And when you pair the two together, it's like you're on two roller coasters at once. Sometimes in your feet are like, oh, are we going to match? Or is it like, where's the energy flowing? And I might not like jump out of planes yet, but it is a way of like being an adrenaline junkie, I think. And my sister would say it's actually a symptom of ADHD that I'm always chasing though, maybe. Yeah. One, there's no outside things making you do anything. Like you don't have a boss that you have to show up for. You don't have all these other things. You just don't have those built in that are like forcing you to go do something. Your entire day is this blank slate and that can be really overwhelming sometimes. Like where do I want to live? What trips do I want to go take? What is my work day going to look like? What's a priority? What's not a priority? Oh, if I don't get this done, like no one's going to come tell me I didn't get it done. That's just on me. So it's easy to kind of like putz around and see what happens and like not have that direction. So it is very much like you said, financially unstable, but just in general, like you are in charge of everything, like getting you from point A to point B and like deciding what the hell needs to get done. So it is adulting to the next level. It's actually funny because I've been having a lot of conversations about structure this week and how my life is very structureless, especially because this whole summer I've been doing like, you know, a weekend trip here, a week trip here, a couple week trip there, coming back home for like just enough time to unpack and maybe do laundry. And then now I'm like, okay, I, I don't have any trips for like two months. Maybe I'll take a weekend off somewhere, but I'm a lot more planned. And so now I'm really seeing the lack of structure. Like I'm really like not having those things. And I'm like, okay, how do I build back into this? And my partner right now is doing like the 75 hard. And so it's like every hour is like structured. And I'm like, maybe I need to try that. And so I've been like putting down, okay, hour to hour, what I'm going to do. I'll like the night before, and this has always helped me, but like the night before, I'll like write down my schedule for the next day. But I think I've been too ambitious lately because I need to work out in the morning or I won't work out all day. And I'm like trying to get back into that and to training. Like Tuesday night, like two nights ago, I went to Zach Bryant concert and it was like an hour away. And then it ended up being a friend's birthday. So we like stayed and we're out till 3 a.m. Then we got a hotel and had to come back at like 7 a.m. And it was just like, I can't wake up at 6 a.m. the next day after that to go work out. And that's the beauty of not having the structure is like you can plug and play and have these beautiful, incredible experiences on a Tuesday. But at the same time, it's like, then it really throws you off for like days and finding that balance of like getting back into it. And that's just when I'm home. Like when you're traveling, it's always somebody's birthday. It's always somebody's first day in town, last day in town. Like there's always something to like celebrate or to go out about. And you have to really be able to like bring yourself in. And and I think people want to travel because they have FOMO, but you have to train yourself really not to have FOMO while you're traveling long term. Oh, 1,000%. Like you said, every day is going to be someone's birthday. 
last day here, someone just got here and just be like, it's okay. I'll catch the next one. It's going to be fine. And you just kind of like get used to that. Yes, you have all these amazing times, but you also realize like you're not really missing out on anything. Like, especially if you're extremely clear on what your goals and your vision are and you keep coming back to that. Like that's going to be able to keep pushing you forward and you'd be like, yes, I could have like this one night, but that's not really going to help me with what I actually want to get done. And once you like keep focusing on the vision and that goal and like what's important to you, that FOMO will really start to melt away. Every once in a while it creeps in, but for the majority of the time you like really start to hone in on like what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. And I've seen the new term going around JOMO, where it's like the joy of missing out. And I kind of love it because I always say life is the stories you tell yourself. And so it really is just training you not to have that FOMO. And I love what you're saying of when you focus on what you are doing and what you are accomplishing and what your goals are, you don't have the brain power. Like you can't think of what you are and what you're not at the same time, right? And so when you're thinking about what you're not doing, it's like, how can you redirect that and say like, this is what I am doing tonight. This is why I am staying and this is why I'm not going on the volcano hike at 6 a.m. Like, right. And it's just re almost aligning. And it's a daily thing, if not like an hourly and minute thing, right. To just redirect your human experience and be like, okay, this is what I'm actually doing. This is what I actually care about doing. Opposed to like just kind of following the river and following the, you know, river of travelers that are always off on the next adventure. Yeah. And especially as you get older, because like you don't recover as well after those nights out and it throws me off for the rest of the week. Like it's not just like a one day thing. It's an entire week thing where I'm still like working on the recovery. Well, I'm going to take a hard left because I saw your Instagram story today. And there was baby turtles like at sunset, like crawling their way into the ocean. And I really need to hear about this. It just felt magical seeing it. It was because I literally was just on my regular beach walk and I just like was getting closer. There was like a bunch of people and it was like roped off a little bit. And I was like, what the hell is going on? I was like, oh my God, these adorable little baby turtles being released. And it was just the cutest, sweetest, most magical, like random moment out of like nowhere. They were literally the cutest little thing ever. Yeah, that's insane. And I think that that's one of the draws for me of traveling too, is you happen upon so many many magical moments. And maybe it's not even traveling as much as one episode I had a big chat on like intuition. And I think that that's going to be a huge theme throughout, you know, becoming obsessed is how do we fine tune that intuition? And a lot of times I will kind of be like, oh, I should go to this coffee shop or like, I don't want to go all the way over there. Or, you know, I should quit this thing and go do that. And on the other side of that, I've had so many magical moments that now when I feel like I should go somewhere, I'm like, all right, that feeling's exactly where I'm meant to be. Like whether something magical happens or not, I just have like learned to listen and followed it enough to have some of the most incredible experiences. And it's like, yeah, it might be one in 100 or one in 1000 beach walks that you see baby turtles, but there's other like people you meet or moments you see, or just even, you know, sunrise and sunsets that you see coming off the coast that like make it worth it to just do it over and over. Yeah. 100%. And like a few weeks ago, a friend and I did like a three week trip to another island called Java in Indonesia. And we did a lot of sunrise you know, and I'm not a morning person, so I'm not my favorite thing in the world to do. But we had like some incredible, like, oh my God, like jaw dropping, like this is why I travel moment. We also had some moments that weren't that, right? But it's both, right? And I think that's where a lot of my love for travel, I'm sure for you too, is just like, you feel like you're living. 
right? It's the good, the bad, you're problem solving, you're seeing these moments, you're having these all jaw dropping moments. And it's just like part of your life and you're figuring stuff out, whether it's good or bad, you're just kind of like figuring it out. And that's the beauty of living this lifestyle is like you really feel like you're doing it. It's not just going through the motion, even when you wish sometimes the annoying things wouldn't come up, but at least you like, you like you're doing something. Yeah. It's forcing you to be so in the moment because it's like, there's something that you're experiencing that's so magical. It's putting you in the moment where you're like, I'm experiencing this or it's so, I don't want to say traumatic, but it's actually so bad or difficult or scary or intense that you also have no choice but to like face it straight on and like be in the moment to figure out how to deal with it. I think we've all got some of those stories. Oh, yeah. Well, the best was at the end of that three week trip, like the two of us, we were burnt out. We we're like, we're done. And we got to the hotel. We realized neither of us had actually booked it. Luckily, we didn't have any problem like booking a room, but like, you're like, okay, it's time for us to go home. The brain power is failing now. So you're like, if that's not a sign to pack it up, which honestly leads into how do you know it's time to quit? Like, whether that's, you know, moving, like kind of quitting the location you're in, quitting the season you're in, quitting a job or a relationship. Yeah. So it's funny. So I know you put this in the like pre notes as like, this is one of the things you want to talk about. Like, how do you know when to quit? And my initial thought went immediately to sports because I've played sports my entire life. I've done so many different sports. I've done gymnastics, dancing, taekwondo, basketball, lacrosse, like cross country, soccer, and obviously didn't do all of them all the time. And when I initially heard the word quit, I was like, yeah, just, you know, like it wasn't my thing anymore. Like that was what I thought of when I came to the sport. And then I like started to think about it a little bit more. And I was like, well, in a lot of those cases, even with sports and all these other examples, it was less about quitting and it was more about pivoting. And I was like, looking at all these other things, I was like, yeah, it's really more about the pivot. There may be circumstances, even with sports, it was continuing to pivot and pivoting towards for me, which was my love, which is soccer, I played in college and still play today and like continually kind of like pivoting to what I wanted to focus on. Like I stopped playing basketball because I was playing basketball and travel soccer at the same time. And it was just getting to be too much. So it was like, didn't make sense to doing it. I was doing lacrosse and you know what? It just really wasn't that much fun anymore. I didn't like love the team wasn't my passion and I'd rather like hang out with my friends senior year and do track and then focus on soccer. So it was like this constant like pivoting. And I've been in a really interesting place personally because I have considered quitting this lifestyle. Like, do I want to keep doing this because of health things that have come up where it's like, I don't know, like, does it make sense to keep doing this? I don't know. And it's been like, do I pivot away? And do I do something else? Do I stop doing this? And there's moments where I fall back where I'm like, oh, it'd be easier. I just went home, got a job, did the thing, got the health insurance, blah, 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 blah. And like, every time I go to that, I'm like, I would be miserable. I'm like, okay, it is not time to give up on this lifestyle. It may be time to look at it differently. And that's what it is. So it's less about quitting it and more about looking at it differently. In this case, in the examples of the sports, it's like, okay, what am I more passionate about? Again, like going back to what we talked about earlier, like the vision, the goals, like what's important to you, all those types of things. Like how do you get more centered on that and do the things that are going to continue to build that up? That was like a long little ramble, but that's kind of like the heart of what it goes back to for me, for sure. Yeah. And that's honestly one way that I see it and why I want to talk about because quitting is such a dirty word that we're like all avoiding it. You're not the first person to be like, well, I'm not quitting, I'm pivoting. And I feel that too of like, it's not that you're quitting like sports and being active 
active and like this passion, but you are pruning away things that are taking away from like the main goal and enjoyment. One of my friends would call it like free suffering, but it's basically like enjoying the pain as well, right? Like that can be enjoyable, like those long practices out in the heat. And it's probably like what you're saying where it was like you wanted something else and that was keeping you from it. So you had to prune it away. Like you can't do everything. You know, people say, give it your all. It's like, well, I can't give everything my all because then math doesn't math. And for me, I think it really has been like this intuition and listening and being more in tune with myself. And like, this is what I want. What is keeping me from it? Or what am I doing that I feel like I should be doing that's really not aligning and keeping me from what I feel and what I really want to be spending my energy in? And sometimes that is being able to hang out with your friends your senior year and like having that forethought is amazing. One of those moments was like, not starting business and not starting my own businesses. Like I have clients that I work for, but not really building my own house or company because I didn't want like what you were talking about in the beginning. I didn't want it all on me. I wanted to be able to disappear for a week and like things would still be running and fine. Right. And that's what I was giving up is like some of that stability or that excitement of having my own business. I was giving up responsibility for freedom and for being able to have that adventure without more strings attached. But at the same time, I'm also like, I don't want that forever. And so now I'm also balancing like almost the future and what I do want in the future with like what I'm currently doing now and what I'm willing to give up now to set myself up. Yeah, like sometimes it is just quitting. But I think for me personally, like just the way I operate, if I'm quitting something, it's because I did try it, realized it wasn't the right Fit and there's something else that's a better fit. So that's kind of like my thought process. And the only times I can think of like, I guess the closest to like just quitting is probably like with sports is like the things that come to mind, right? It's like gymnastics, probably like dance and like lacrosse for the ones that I really felt like I like quit, you know, where I was like, yeah, no, not for me. Like I'm, I'm good. Time to move on. I'm like not a right fit. Still like had things to watch you on the realm of sport, but like those are probably the closest to like, yeah, no done not for me and like that's gonna happen there's always gonna be things that you're just like yeah i gave it a go and like that's totally cool like nothing wrong with that when you're clear on what's important to you why you want to do things you get to like keep working toward finding what that is and being okay with it looking different than maybe you initially pictured it being like you said prune things let things go but you just kind of like keep chipping away at it and like moving along in this weird direction and we'll have it's okay if you like you're like yeah no i don't want to do this anymore i'm good but i think if you can look at things like okay tried it not for me what else can i do that's going to help me like get to that person i want to be or like get to the thing i want to be doing i love it great summary there and that leads us to our final question i think it's always fun to end with this but what are you currently obsessed with Okay, so this is leading into my love of soccer. But Messi, if you don't know, he is like the best player in the world. But he recently moved to the American Soccer League playing for Miami. And just the videos and everything I've seen, Miami was the bottom of the league. They won the league after he came. And it's just been incredible one thing. This person, like he's been at it for so long. He played for a little bit in France. It wasn't the right fit. And you can tell he just like wasn't happy. Came to Miami with his family. You can tell he's like so much happier. And just like the journey and like the joy that's being surrounded by him and the team is like 
so much fun to watch. I've seen some of the posts and like him and his family in grocery stores and people like, I don't know, being obsessed with him. But I didn't realize they were the bottom of the league. Actually, when we were at the end of my time in Europe after our retreat was when the World Cup was and I got so into it. Like it is actually so much fun. And I think I was in France to watch like obviously they weren't playing in France but just watch on TV like France played Portugal for a game and Spain and it was just like so much fun to see these teams in their countries like everybody getting so excited that I'm now like in I would say the fandom of the football world but yeah I saw Messi was coming and I'm like I honestly I think he might be playing like close to Nebraska at some point maybe in Kansas City or something and I think that would be insane to go see him. Yeah, you should definitely go. I got to see him and Cristiano Ronaldo, who I also love when I studied abroad in Barcelona. So I got to see the Classico match, which is the like big Barca versus Madrid game. The Women's World Cup just ended. So if we had had this conversation earlier, that would have been the other thing I was obsessed with, but it just ended. And yeah, being in a country that's winning during the World Cup when I was younger, I was in Italy when Italy was winning all of their games and they eventually won the World Cup. It was insane. Like all hours of the night, people just like driving through the street, honking their horns, like waving the flag. The sport is incredible. You can play it anywhere in the world. Like I literally have played it everywhere in the world and it's like so much fun. It's just like this instant bonding. Like you can play it anywhere with anyone and it just like brings communities together. It's like so beautiful. I have to give a women's sports shout out. Last night, Nebraska, we just set the new like official record for the most people to attend a women's sporting event. So our two like volleyball teams, UNO and UNL played each other. And I guess the record, the official record was from, I think, a World Cup game or a World Championship game. It was like 91,000. And we hit 92,000. So yeah, I'm like repping Nebraska today. That's the other thing I'll say I'm obsessed with for like female sports is the NIL deal because these are for like the college athletes, for those that don't know, that are able to now get like deals with brands. Obsessed with this because like women athletes are the highest paid, like they're building up the women's sport. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out in the long term, but like it's so exciting. Like love it. And like if you talk to like even you know, like my mom, she grew up like not really being able to play sports to being like me who's able to play all these sports. And like now we have, you know, female college athletes becoming like superstars and like role models. I have a friend who started a company called SheMate, S-H-E-M-A-T-E. And they're all about women in sports. And so they actually have mentorship programs for, it's like college athletes mentor high school female athletes and help them figure out how to get recruiting. And now with all the deals going on, it's like also helping college athletes like navigate building personal brands and just like how to get more brand deals. Her name's Teresa as well. And I really want to get her on the podcast. It's just one of those areas, like what you're saying, where there's so much development and it's been really cool to see just how much is changing in such a short amount of time and how many people are starting to really back women in sports. So exciting. That was what with Women's World Cup watching Australia like rally around their team was like it was awesome. Amazing. Well, what a fun conversation. But thank you so much for coming on. And where can people find you? How can they 
find you and get in touch with you. I always forget to ask this. Yeah. If you want to get in touch with me, you can find me at Solo Boss Design Co. That's where you can see what's going on with my work. I work with a lot of entrepreneurs and personal brands to build them up. So if you're interested in that, go ahead and check that out. If you kind of just want to see what I'm up to on a more personal basis and travel, check out my personal account, which is just sarahrose.travels. So you'd be able to check out the baby turtles on my personal one. If you're like, I need to see baby turtles, you can go check out it there. Amazing. And all of that will be in the show notes. All right. Thanks, guys. Hey, thanks for hanging out today. And before you go, I have a question. When's the last time you looked in the mirror and thought, I'm obsessed? And since you're still here, I want to know what you're currently obsessed with. Message me on Instagram at becomingobsessedpod and let me know. All right, let's go get obsessed.